you know the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K24. Myself, Mo Mooncy, alongside the one and only PJ Armstrong. It's a breakdown the NBA for you guys. PJ, how you doing? You know, Mo, it's, it's another day. We got about, what, five days before the season begins? Yeah, so, we, we got Tuesday night, right? Tuesday <laughs> night, we're here. We're, <laughs> the Tuesday, we're in the building. We're in the building. Well, you are. I'm not. I'm here in England, but you will be in the building. So that'll be fun. Um, very excited. We've had a, a last minute coaching staff change be announced yes. today. Um, Terry Stotts, who, if you guys didn't know, used to be the coach of the Portland Trailblazers, um, is an assistant coach or was an assistant coach on the Milwaukee Bucks. And when Damian Lillard got traded there, obviously this was fantastic news because he's already got a relationship with Dame and they've known each other for a long time. Uh, but today it announced that Terry Stotts has resigned from his role. A report came out and this is what the report says. If you didn't see okay. it, if you okay. don't want to pay for the subscription to the athletics or read it, I'm going to read it to you now. So subscribe to the podcast because it's free. Unlike the athletic where you got to pay to read it. So here we go. Um, when the players and coaches broke the huddle, Stotts went in the opposite direction of the coaches huddle and instead started walking towards the players to discuss the offense. As Stotts attempted to start a conversation with Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo, Griffin called Stotts to join the coaching huddle. When Stotts asked for some time with the players, Griffin yelled for Stotts to join the coaching huddle. The incident occurred in front of the entire team, those sources said. Now, BJ, what are your initial thoughts and reactions to hearing that? Because to me, it's practice. Things get heated. People yell. It's just part of the game, right? But the way that it's been phrased there by our friend Shams Charania makes it seem like he was embarrassed in front of the entire team. What are your thoughts on hearing that? Well, that's that's interesting. And I'm not sure how to take that. I'm not, I'm not sure how to take it because, you know, I wasn't there. I haven't seen it. You got to put it in its proper context. However, however, you know, I've been in thousands of practices. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've, I've never seen assistant coach tell a head coach to hold on. <laughs> yep. Okay. Like that, that and I, I've never seen that. But again, I'm just listening to what you said. I don't know. I haven't spoken to anyone. If the head coach says, "Let's go," you go. Th that's how it works. Now, mm -hmm. when the head coach says, "Let's move on," I've never seen anyone say, "Hold on, I'll be there in a second. Mm-hmm. Now, now, but again, I, 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 Mo, like, like I have to, but I, I have to put this in its proper context. I am referred to as old school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know how they do it today, but it's been some years since I've been in an NBA practice. However, when I was in those practices, I've never seen an assistant coach tell the head coach to hold on. And you say you're old school. Terry Stotts is 65. Adrian Griffin is 49. You would think Stotts is around long enough. Okay, so I don't know. Again, I'm just going by what you said. Well, this is what I wanted to ask you. 
you know, oftentimes we see assistant coaches go on to become head coaches around the NBA. For example, Tom Thibodeau was the assistant coach in Boston when they won a championship. And then he went and became the head coach of the Chicago Bulls, right? Ty Lue, another assistant coach on that Boston staff, who then went on and became the head coach. Um, Now he's coaching the Clippers. And even more recently at the Celtics, I'll give you the Celtics examples. They're the best team in the world. Um, Joe Mazzula was the assistant promoted to head coach and his other assistant, Will Hardy, underneath Ime Adoka, who was the head coach at the time, went on to become head coach of the Utah Jazz. So my question is, is it a weird dynamic having a guy who's been a head coach for a long period of time come in to an organization and be an assistant for someone with less experience than them? Do you think that could cause friction in that dynamic? Listen, Again, I I, I want to say what I understand about the business. Everyone has a role to play, and you know your position. Everyone has a role to play. What you did yet this is a this isn't a league that says, "Oh, this is what Mo did yesterday." This is a league of what have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. Okay, what you did as a head coach has nothing to do with this this role. When you are a head coach and you come in to be an assistant coach, you know what you're co- signing up for. Mo, I'm coming in to assist this gentleman or woman, this head coach, with suggestions that's going to help them be the best version that they can be. That's a very difficult job. Mm-hmm. When you are the assistant coach, you make suggestions. When you're the head coach, you make the final call. That's a fact. Okay. So if that, so let's take it in the case of like USA basketball. They have Mark Few, head coach, Tyron Lou, head coach. Um, um Eric Spolster. Eric Spolster, head coach. Their job as the assistant coach is to give the they're, suggestions. They're, just, just for context for the listeners, they're head coaches of their teams, not of Team yes. USA. Yes. They're, they're they are the assistant coaches of Team USA. And clearly they all have head coaching experiences and are all amazing head coaches in their own right. Mm -hmm. However, in this situation, the final call of how practices will be run, the, 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 the rules and regulations falls on the shoulders of Steve Kerr. That's a fact. But, but that example further lends to my point because that didn't work too well at the world cup. So my my oh it, it, overarch- worked, it worked great well it worked great you think it, the World Cup went great for Team USA the but when you are a competitor you win some and you lose some if they win if they beat Germany they probably win the whole tournament but they just, that's how the game yeah they, but, but they, they did. didn't exactly <laughs> so did they win did was it a failure no like the rest of the world is pretty good. Like I, I, this is what this is what I'm saying. Like it can't be gloom or doom. It's like okay, we lost. We lost to a better team in a 40 minute game. Like from an American perspective, it's a 40 minute game. Like professionals don't play 40 minute games. It, but here in FIBA, you play a 40 minute game. Okay, in a 40 minute game, it increases your chances significantly. If you take away 15 to 20 extra possessions in the game that most professionals are accustomed to in this country. However, that's not the case. So it's however you want to look at it. 
give everyone credit for what they're doing. However, my point is Terry Stotts knew what he was signing up for. Like everybody knew what they were signing up for. But again, I wasn't there. And you can't say, you can't tell the head coach to hold on. Like yeah. if that was true, like, Hey, Steve, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm talking. <laughs> no, that's not how this works. Yeah. That's not at least the world that I knew. But again, like I say, it's a new, it's a new day. It's a new era. And I would pay the same respect to Mo. Mo is running and Mo's in charge. I know my role. Well, I, well, Mo, I've done this for 40 years. I, 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 I'm the head, I'm the assistant coach. You're the head coach. <laughs> It has nothing like to do that. with experience. It yes. has something to do with experience. It's yes. Just, and and it's also, just... not not that I know anything about the inner workings of this situation. Right. There have been situations in the past around the NBA, without mentioning any names, where assistant coaches have been plotting and vying for the head coach's role themselves. So they've not been operating in a way that's beneficial to the head coach, if I say it like that, to put it nicely. And I'm not oh, saying that's what happened here. I'm just I'm saying that's happened a number of times before. An assistant coach feels like he should be the guy. Yeah. So he will try and cause a rift in the team or try and plot okay. his way to that role. What, if I'm, there I'm is just saying that happens. Yes. If there's a miscommunication with Mo and I, situation with Mo, if Mo is the head coach and BJ is the assistant, okay. So I could sit here and go, hey, well, Mo never played in the NBA. I can do, I can do, I could go through this exercise and I can do all that. However, when Mo asked me, would I help him and assist him as a head coach? <laughs> you would think that I knew what I was signing up for. My okay. Guy. If there is a miscommunication, my job is to say, hey, Mo, such and such that happened to, in today's practice. Here's what's going on. And I wasn't trying to da da da. However, maybe we could handle this situation a little different. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. misunderstandings all the time. It, well, that happens all the time. That's why, you know, you, you, you play. That's why I'm always about load management is not because guys don't need the rest. It's because how else are you going to work out all the kinks so that when you get to these defining moments, game seven, make it the playoffs, you know, a must game during the regular season. How are you going to know how to communicate with each other if you haven't had any type of problems or bumps in the road? If you did have a bump in the road, your good teams always figure out how to work it out. What this tells me more than anything, Mo, is that there must have been some agenda here that whatever was going on, that it couldn't be, it couldn't have been resolved. If that's all that happened, Mo, I've seen physical altercations between players and players, players and coaches, coaches and coaches, coaches and the players. Mm -hmm. And they, and we worked it out Mo. and believe it or not had successful seasons. Mm -hmm. So things happen all the time. What's interesting is it appears to be that there was a resignation and no one knew about it, or at least the team didn't say anything. I didn't hear like, a reason for his resignation. Now I'm getting rumors and third party, you know, affirmations of what, what happened during the course of a practice. So until I hear from the parties involved to me, it's just now it's just hearsay. Mm -hmm. 
Well, the hearsay is uh, via Shams Terania, and coach Adrian Griffin has told reporters that he was caught off guard by Terry Stotts' decision to step down, and he says, you're going to have to ask Terry, it was his decision. So like you say, it didn't come from the team or anything like that. But speaking of miscommunication or no communication or whatever, our good friend James Harden, um, is currently in Houston while the Philadelphia 76ers are practicing in <laughs> are Philadelphia. Yep, yep, I'm, I'm serious. Uh, he's at his house in Houston. Uh, he didn't show up for practice, didn't show up for the preseason games. Um, you know, uh, Ramona Shelburne said this is only the beginning of what he plans to do here uh, by him not showing up for practice. Um, you know, he's had a history of, um, how would I say, making things ugly when he wants to get a trade to, to get his way. Um, but then the reports came out from Sam Amick that the 76ers uh, declined a trade, which was Terrence Mann, an unprotected first round pick and a first round pick swap in exchange for James Harden. Um, I want to pose this question to you, BJ. Uh, given that that is pretty much ideal for what the the Sixers originally wanted, and uh, now Daryl Morey's reportedly called the Clippers an unserious franchise, saying they're unserious about getting a deal done. Um, does that kill the traction on a trade to the Clippers for Harden? And a thing I was thinking about is um, which other teams could possibly be out there to get a deal done with? Because Morey's acting like he's got the leverage in this situation. Well, unless I've... You know, I haven't been following the situation because it's, you know, you know how I, I just ignore things. Yeah, like, I try not to talk about it, try not to talk about it, but today's a slow news day, so we're going to okay, talk about yes. it. Yes. <laughs> well, here, here's what I heard. I, I, I thought I heard Daryl Morey say he wants an all-star caliber player back mm-hmm. in any trade scenario. Okay. So he said That's different things thought. throughout the summer. Okay. This is what I thought I he was very adamant about. We're not going to give James Harden away. We want an all-star caliber player back in return and the reason being is because you know if i haven't said it but i think i've said this before the biggest question here is what is joel mb going to do the rumors are that he wants to go to the knicks okay i I, i'm not even about the rumors rumors are for the people who enjoy the rumors what the milwaukee bucks have done with damian with Damian Lillard is now Giannis came out and was adamant in the summer that he's going to take his time to see what he's going to do for his extension. Mm -hmm. He says he wanted to win. John Hurst and company did it to me, did an excellent job. Now the ball is in, in Giannis's court because they went out and made a move to me. And as good of a player that, Drew um, Holiday. Drew Holiday is. I think they improved their team. Yes. But that's okay. So now, Giannis, we went out and improved the team. We went out and we are the favorites in the Eastern Conference. We're we're if we're not the best team in the league right now, we're 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 in the top three for sure. Mm-hmm. We've pushed all our chips in the middle of the table, and I don't think they could have done any better with what they've done. Now it's about health. And these guys figured out how to come together. Joel Embiid is in the same exact situation. 
okay, J- James Harden wants to go out. Now it's up for the it's from it's up to the front office to say, okay, we know James Harden wants out, but give them an opportunity to see what they can turn James Harden into. Because if you get the right player back, that's not a question that you have to answer. Mm-hmm. So to me, do I like Terrence Mann? Yes. Do I think Terrence Mann can come come in right now at this stage of his career, based on what I've seen, and give me the same production and have us one of the favorites here in the Eastern Conference? I don't think so. So then you start talking about swap picks and and draft. I've actually actually made a mistake here because um, the Clippers actually took Terrence Mann off the table in these discussions, and that's why he called them unserious. Okay. Um, it yeah. was it's reported that he wanted Terrence Manor, yes. But then the report came out that he asked for Paul George in exchange for James Harden. Okay. So again, I'm gonna uh, listen. If if I'm an executive now in this situation, I'm gonna have clear communication with my best player and get his input. And I would assume if that was the case there in Philadelphia that I would expect Joel Embiid to say, give me Paul George. We're giving you James Harden. Give us Paul George. And then let's take our chances from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that James, everyone's talking about Daryl Morey. Joel Embiid right now is saying, okay, James, you don't want to be here. That's fine. That's fine. But what can we turn James Harden into? Because we could be better after this trade. Yeah, I think from my perspective, it's like the Clippers weren't chasing after James Harden. He said he wants to play there and they're just Mm -hmm. trying to get a deal done on the cheap. It's not like they were after him in the case where they'd even entertain a discussion for Paul George. Right. But are there any other all-star players you think are remotely achievable for the Philadelphia 76ers to get hold of this season? to do what you're trying to say and help Joel Embiid. Here's the most shocking thing for me. I don't hear a lot of teams calling about James Harden. Mm-hmm. This is, it's, it's, this isn't about, to me, this isn't about, okay, James wants out. Here's the thing that's shocking. The phone's not ringing. Unlike Dame, where there were lots of teams who would have loved to have had him and he was adamant on, Miami, um, Miami, but other people were still trying. Yeah, Toronto showed up. Yeah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn showed up. Milwaukee obviously showed showed up. Milwaukee, Milwaukee showed up. There were other teams, I'm sure, probably inquire, and it was like, however, I haven't heard anyone's name show up for James Harden. That to me is the most shocking out of all of this because. My question is why? Here's a guy that led the league in assists just a year ago. Mm-hmm. What's going on here that we don't know about? Mm-hmm. Okay, he's had some erratic behavior. All right. But we all know that a disgruntled star, he's still a star. He'll go somewhere else. And, you know, just because he doesn't want to be in one place, that doesn't mean that there's some another team that doesn't want him. Why aren't teams calling to try to strike a deal with the Philadelphia 76ers? You have a very productive player. We have every reason to believe that he still can produce and 
and has some productivity and he has a lot, you know, a lot left in the tank. We don't have a reason not to. Why are other teams calling? That to me is that's to me is the question. What is going on here that the teams know where no one's calling Daryl Morey? There's been no reports. There hasn't been any rumors. There hasn't been anything yep. to say why can't we trade and try to figure out something for James Harden? Let me float an idea to you. Not even an idea, just a passing thought. Uh, The Miami Heat, they didn't go for Bradley Beal because they wanted to get Dame and they missed out on Dame. Do you think if they made a move for James Harden... Who is they? The Miami Heat. They made a move for James Harden. How would you see that going? I don't see James Harden fitting into the culture of Miami and what they, what they're all about. Their new jerseys have the word culture literally written upon the front of them. So it'd be pretty funny to see James Harden in that, but do you think what's stronger he culture or James Harden's personality? It would be the battle of the wills. I, 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 I don't think there's a battle there. Pat Riley has been consistent throughout his career on the type of player that he will bring into the fold. That's just everyone. It's important that whoever you decide to be, that you stick with that. Pat Riley has made a living off of talent and toughness. He got to the NBA finals with undrafted players. Mm -hmm. Okay. His best players are very talented and they have an incredible amount of toughness. Their coach. Yeah. He's a talented coach, but he coaches toughness now i'm not saying james harden is not tough clearly he has a lot of talent however i don't think he fits their culture and what they do james harden suddenly they're not going to play through james harden there with bam out of bayou and and jimmy butler they're not going to put the ball in my opinion but maybe they change maybe they do i don't think that's a good fit I don't suddenly see in James Harden playing defense the way that we've become accustomed <laughs> to watching the Miami Heat play defense. I don't see Eric Spolster changing his def- defensive philosophy to accommodate this player, unless this player is open to changing the way that he plays. Now, if that is the case, yeah, I could see this making a move. It's not like James Harden can't do it. It's just how committed to you to doing it. Mm-hmm. So, do I think James Harden is a terrific player? Yes. Okay, what are you going to give back for James Harden? They're not giving Bam out of Bayou, and they're not giving Tyler Jimmy Harrow. Butler. Okay, all right. If, 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 Who's a much if, younger player and can score the ball like that. And If you're telling me Tyler Hero and Joel Embiid is the, is the fit, okay. All right, I'll see you at 7.30 and watch. I have my opinion <laughs> about it. No disrespect to anybody. However, however, that's what it is. That's what it is. And I am convinced now that the real, the centerpiece to all of this, okay, is what is Joel MB going to do? Because Joel MB has been incredibly quiet. And he is literally, he has a comment about everything. I mean, he's like, he's one of the best on Twitter. He, he called he himself Troll Embiid. Troll Embiid. <laughs> and he hasn't said a word. 
And I think that's by, I think that's an intentional, I think that's intentional. He's intentionally doing that. Do you think he plans to leave smart. town? I think they're going to wait to see what they, what they do. What can you do with James Harden? You have to turn James Harden into contending players who fit the Joel MB timeline. But that's not going to happen. Okay, like well, there, who is out there that fits that description that a team okay, is willing well, you, to give up? Like, well, you, you have to be patient. You have to be patient. They gave up a lot to get James Harden. I mean, they gave up a, another guy who was refusing to show up and play. Okay, okay, well, there you go. But the irony is, Ben Simmons has looked pretty good in the preseason. Have you managed to catch any of his games? I've seen a little bit. I've seen a little bit of it. Um, you think he's going to have a bounce back year? You know, I'm I'm really not into mode. I'm not really into bounce back, bounce in, whatever. Just play. Like, just do what you do. Like, Mo, like, okay, a bounce back year. You've been in the league. How long has he been in the league now? Five, six, six years? How long has he been in the league now? Um, so he was drafted in... I feel old now, BJ. I feel super old. Um, ben Simmons has been in the league for one, two. Well, he didn't play his first year. Then he had one, two, three, four, five, six seasons. Okay. He's been in the league six seasons. Well, he's been in the league okay. seven seasons and two of them he didn't play. Okay. But here, here, here's, here's my frustration with Ben Simmons. You've been in the league now for six seasons. You've yet to extend your range outside of a layup. Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now bounce back. Ben Simmons is probably 10, 10 and eight. Just being exactly who he is right now. now he, he can do that in his sleep. He'll his get career, 10 points. His career average is uh, 15, eight and seven. Okay. He does. He's done that since day one. Okay. Now, is it too much for me to ask, hey, let's let's begin to extend yourself farther away from the back? The, the irony is he did better in his first year. <laughs> he okay. had 16, 8 and 8 in his first year. So is it is it is it so when they say bounce back, like well, bounce back from not playing at all. And then well, the it, 42 games he did play, he averaged seven, six, and six. Okay. But so before he's that, been, he was an all-star three times. Yes. So, okay. So here's what I'm expecting from Ben. Here's what I'm expecting is the following. I just want to see you get out there on the court and just do what you do because you were taken with the number one pick for a reason. Mm -hmm. He's in, I mean, he's every bit of 6'10". He's strong, terrific passer, terrific defensive player. And he may be one of the fastest guys with the ball at his size. Mm -hmm. Excellent vision in the open court. So we've seen all of these things. And now I'm just waiting for him to say, okay, expand this. Expand it. Like, grow your game. Is it too much to ask to say every summer you pick one thing to work on and you just keep adding to this talent that you have. And for whatever reason, it hasn't happened due to injury or whatever the case may be. So I'm not looking for him to bounce back. 
I'm just looking for him to just just be who you are at this stage. The, here's the thing about it's it's been kind of funny to watch Brooklyn in the preseason. There's mm-hmm. no expectations on Ben Simmons. Yeah. This guy, here's a guy who was an all-star, three-time all-star, right? Is that what you said? Yep, three-time yep. all-star. The number one pick in the draft. Some of us thought just two or three years ago that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid were the best team. They, I think they were the best team in the league, in the in the Eastern Conference for sure. Yeah, he was two-time all NBA defensive first team. He was the rookie of the year. Yeah, he led the league most. in steals one year. So I don't think it's too much to ask. However, Mo, what I've come to the conclusion is that you know it is what it is now. So Ben Simmons, seven seven seven. That's what you got. Just bring me that, and then we'll <laughs> figure out. So mm-hmm. I don't think he bounces back. I, I've watched him in preseason. I haven't seen him stretch his game. I conti- I'm continuing to see him do the same thing. However, Mo, for whatever reason, as I told you, it's one thing I haven't seen players do in this league in all my years. Once they lose their confidence, you never get that back. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that Ben will find joy in playing because he is a very talented player. I've been watching Ben Simmons since he was a high school kid there in Australia. Mm-hmm. This isn't a talent issue. So, you know, I, I'm just excited to see that he's back on the court. And you know what? And, and and then we'll go from there. Well, I'm excited to see it too. We're going to see how all these things shake out, how Milwaukee season goes, how the James Harden saga ends and how Ben Simmons season plays out. And we're going to be here all season long with the Hoop Genius mm. podcast. Um, we hope you guys have a great weekend because on Monday, we've got a very special episode. We've got a very special guest coming on the show. Um, that we've had ready and recorded for you. So make sure you subscribe now and put on a notification so you do not miss that because that is going to be a fantastic episode, BJ. Um, we had a great conversation with with our special guest and um, I'm, I'm excited for you guys listening to have a have a listen and get your thoughts on it as well. And then, and then BJ, Tuesday, the season begins. And we I'm in the building. Mo, I'm in one the building. last run at some predictions and then after that, we're going to be here every morning for you. Great recapping everything you need to know, talking all the talk about everything you need to know about the NBA. This is the Hoop Genius Podcast. That's what we do. Subscribe now. Get your copy of NBA 2K24 through the link in the description. Because uh, link in the description, you can uh, play with Ben Simmons and actually turn him into a star. Or you can play as the Sixers and actually have James Harden on the court. Or, you know, you could play as Milwaukee and you can be the coach. So... Everything we discussed today, make sure you get a copy of NBA 2K24, but most importantly, get buckets.